This is Kai Stewart, reading bedtime stories for nobody. At night sometimes, I go to the ocean. The ocean is scary in the dark, but there's this place where the moon comes through a hole in the rock and lights the waves all silver, and I sit on a boulder and I watch it. The waves boom and hiss and throw themselves against the walls of the cavern and it's loud, so loud that after a while I find the quiet in it. I smell salt, a wet basalt, something clean and green and sharp. A long time ago there was a cavern. There was a tall ridge of land and the ocean against it. And over time, over years and years, the waves smoothed out a hollow and then dug the hollow deeper. Those great hands, that timeless laborer, dug the hollow into a tunnel, the tunnel into a cave, and the cave broader and taller until it made a hole it could climb right out of where the moon could slide right into. And so we're inside and outside at the same time. A cave with a chimney is topographically identical to two connected bridges. And two bridges can be taken forward and back. I'm safe underneath, though beneath can become above without changing the topography. Physics holds on for now, holds us in place, holds the sea in its hands, and spreads moonlight all over. Holds me here on a rock where the salt can just touch me. I don't know whether I came here to ask or to offer. I used to bring dates here if I liked them enough. Come, see, come know this truth. Come see, come share this wonder. But every time I brought someone down, the fences were higher and the signs were angry until one by one my entrances were all blocked off and I couldn't even get myself in anymore. For a while I thought maybe the cave had collapsed. For a while I forgot all about it. For a while I rode past the turnoff and thought it's too bad about that cave I used to visit and all things move toward their end and no treasure is ours to keep. But when I woke up some nights out of roaring silence and land sickness, the queasy rocking of no tide, the night is just night. The lights are just lights. And even when I sit to look at them, there's no one there. Yesterday I found myself at the ocean, on the bluff above the water, climbing on the rocks deliberate and stately, and I found a little track of sand behind a ridge. I followed it down and under into darkness that filled up with sound. The moon was almost new and lay gently on the water. I stood and waited until I started to see. There's a band of wet plants along the waterline. Sometimes when I visit, the band is wider. 
Sometimes when I come, it's swallowed in the tide. And tiny blue crabs hurry over the peaks of the rocks from one hiding place to another. I don't know how deep the water is. I've never seen a line of sand sloping down under the tunnels of the waves. I feel that if I tried to reach the bottom, I'd never come up again. The sea reaches higher than I stand. It hurls itself against the rocks, and it grumbles and mutters and takes breath and yells, throwing its spray upward and dries to salt on my face. I don't go because it's beautiful. I don't go because it finds me some peace. I go because it's bigger and louder than I can imagine, and it doesn't matter whether I'm there at all. I go because there's a break in a rock where the sea rushes in and a hole up above where the moon pours down, and there has been since long before and will be long after my space on the world. It's peaceful for me, all that screaming, like the peace that comes from being caught in a thunderstorm miles and hours from cover, or the peace of watching a car crash from the passenger seat. This is everything and only what it is, and I'm doing what I can do, and the rest is just waiting as it changes. The problem is not going to the cave or not going to the cave. The problem is that the cave exists, clamoring all the time, whether or not I'm there. The problem is not whether I'm there. The problem is the huge space beaten out of the rock. The problem is the absence of rock, where one must expect rock to be. The problem is the space filling up with seawater, and the foam dripping from the ceiling, and the rotten salt smell of low tide, and the fertile salt smell of high tide. The problem is not the smell. The problem is a break in the rock where the sea rushes in and a hole up above where the moon pours down and has been since long before and will be long after my space on the world. The problem is that the water pulls back and throws itself upward, smells of salt and rot and drops and beats whether or not I am there. The problem is whether or not I am there. There's a hole in the cliff, over the water, that forms a natural chimney, and sometimes the water hits so hard it flies right up the chimney, and there's a hole in the earth where the ocean gets in. Maybe there are many holes. Maybe the rocks are just a hole in the sky. Maybe there are no holes. The water is here. The water is here. The rock is there. There's a hole in the rock where the sea comes in. Maybe there are many holes. Maybe the rocks are just a hole in the sky. Maybe there are no holes. The water is here. The rock is there. I am here. And the water is there. And now there. And now there. And I am here. A person-shaped hole in the water. Maybe someday I'll fill in.